Oh, my cat took a shit and I can smell it. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky, bad boy. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 No, I like the names that this comes up with. Uh, yeah. So Z- uh, Rachel, um, I think MacGyver uses a Mac. So if he was saving someone's life, he probably wouldn't have to worry about a PC doing yeah, updates. But he, That's yeah, but he's using like a Mac E2. So, you know, like. It's true. <laughs> you, you had like, like um, you know, what was the Oregon Trail and uh, a calculator? Like that was like it. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. The, yeah, the the simulation games, which when I was a kid, I called them stimulation games because I didn't know the difference. I didn't realize there was a huge difference between those two words. <laughs> I didn't. That's also the same time I knew bastard in a short story. So right, yeah, you yeah. had a you had a big third grade. It was a big it was a big year. Big it was a big year for, year for you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah no, Rachel. Simulation no, is like. I- I know the difference between the fucking worlds. Oh, may I remind you? I thought nine, so. 93 percentile in the GRE vo- verbal part as I stumble through that. Clearly. Um, <laughs> you couldn't even say it. You nope. couldn't even fucking say it. Luckily, luckily, Quick, what's two times two? That's not verbal. I know, but I was going to say how you, how you did in the math. Oh, 39th percent. Oh, yeah. that's actually pretty good because math is, I hate math. I, math I like is math. hard. I like math. It's just been literally 15 years since I took geometry and geometry is on the GRE for some reason. Because when you're going to grad school, yeah. the most important thing is you remember 10th grade math or whatever grade Geometry? Yeah. It's, it's just shapes. Yeah. It's just I was, shapes. I was like square. I just kept answering square on everything. It wasn't right. Well, I feel like the law of averages means you'll get some of them right. Yeah, that's math too. Statistics. Simulate the stimulate statistics. Ooh, that's your next rap. What rap? Make that happen. What rap your are you next talking rap? about? Oh, you know, you're, you're kind of a, a rap master. Oh, that's right. PP yep. rap. The PP rap. And the I was hoping you'd rape. get surprised by the PP rap. Did the PP that's rap just, just surprise you? You were like, oh, he's rapping. Well, I, 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 how good it was? No, because I no, know you're, you're a master it and you're no. <laughs> no, it was great. It was great. Um, no, I always love I always love when we take our pee breaks because something magic comes out of you. Because apparently you're a camel. Something magic never comes out pee. of me, too, when I'm I do in, not. on a pee, ba- pee break. <laughs> How'd you do in the verbal there? <laughs> 93 percentile. You, don't, sure. you don't have to be able to be verbal to, to win at being verbal. I don't know what's what they say. Oh, they're fine. Like God, what? Jesus, fuck. Uh, whoa, whoa, God, whoa, Jesus, fuck. whoa. Sorry. One of those McAfee things was covering Zach like for uh, the last, well, the whole time. And I've been trying to shut it down. It would not shut down. Get out of here, McAfee. He thinks that Zach's a virus. <laughs> you don't need to see this, Rachel. You don't need to He's see like, Get this. rid of this. Get rid of this. So, uh, how is, how, how are we all doing, man? Everybody alive? Everybody washing their hands? And yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Peak death rate in like two weeks. So that's fun. Pete death rate. That's a cool name. Peak death, death rate. rate. Yeah. That and stimulus package are my two new porn names. 
The stimulus package is a great board name. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I caught my day rates twelve hundred dollars and five hundred for kids. What the fuck? Whoa, whoa! McCaffrey, whoa. wait, what? No. McCaffrey just blocked Zach again. Is it McCaffrey? McCaffrey? To... McCaffrey? Oh, McAfee. McAfee. I just God. Yeah. God, Jesus. Jesus uh, fucking Christ. Get, I'm assuming it's a PC. Yeah, obviously. Yes. Go suck it. Have you ever seen McAfee on a Mac? No, I haven't seen Mac McAfee name, on a Mac. But it's never in a Mac. Because Mac's there. Down there. Okay, there's Zach again. My my wife calls me a compute computer elitist. I have a PC. I use it sometimes for some stuff. Porn. No, well, definitely no, not. Use, you no, you don't want to use PC for porn. The because security's terrible. Because, yeah, I was going to say because it keeps hanging up in like the least unsexy parts. Well, and you get just a bunch of viruses. Oh, yeah. yeah, and viruses, too. I mean... Com- computer yeah. aids. I know, it's really terrible, computer right? Aids. It's like, if you have sex with real people, you get viruses. You have... Yeah! You have porn sex, you get viruses. It, uh, you just can't win in this world. Yeah. That's because God doesn't want you to do anything sexy. That's true. Huh? huh? Think about it. Think about it. Unless, unless they're little true. boys. Then you can do some sexy to little boys. No, Hi. no, no. Uh, hey, I'm in Catholicism. Do I have a oh, Catholic? Are we hot take Rachel? Hey, fuck the Catholics. Yeah. I mean, not all, of, like, not as a generalization. I know a lot of Catholics I like, but they also don't fuck little boys. So fuck those yeah not every christian is a terrible person christians are not catholics those are two very distinct no catholicism is is a christian religion i think they would argue with you that they're not is this like the chinese and the taiwanese like that there's it's a death cult yeah catholics think they're better than christians they they literally worship death yeah um yeah that's what easter's about yeah. Yeah. Well, they'll tell you it's about the resurrection, but everything's about it's a death cult. Anything that uh, pretends to eat flesh should be unnerving. That should be alarming. But they indoctrinate you as a child, like no, 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 it's not really flesh, but it's flesh and it's blood, but it's just a cracker. It's all good. <laughs> but you know, later on, we're going to talk about dragons at the end. But then when you ask questions about the dragons, we'll be like, oh, that's way too complicated to explain. Just think about the dragons. <laughs> that's a really good analogy. Analogy. That was a word I couldn't think of the other day. 93%. <laughs> 93. 93%. 93% right here. Um, so, you know, what else is like coming back from the dead? Uh, sleepwalking. Sleepwalking. Does that, okay. mean, does that I mean, know the title? No, Zach no longer know. knows the titles. No, we have changed the know. format. We we changed the format. Okay, Y'all cool. thought we were gonna zag. We fucking zigged. Now we're zooging. Zagged. We're zooging. Zagging. What is? What, what, is, what, is, we, I can't, what, what, what is. even is that? That's Carlito in his nest. Carlito keeps dragging orange, oh. orange things into the dog bed. I think he Carlito is Satan. His natural habitat. Yeah, uh, he is Satan. Um, is, is his favorite color orange? Because that's one thing. I'm starting to think. Not. I'm trying to psychologically analyze this dog. Uh, so gonna, here's I'm what gonna, I he's think: he's going to eat me before I do that. He has synesthesia, and orange to him are the okay. screams of his enemies, and he is piling oh, the screams of his enemies, and he's it's presented in color to you. 
That's I my. Could, oh my god, that's genius! I, I smoked a you. ton of weed before I came in here, so uh, and it's good, and it's working. <laughs> it's that should be a rule for no, oh, no. no starting life points over. I've never started. I've never what what? <laughs> I've wait, never even wait. known you ever. So yeah. Uh, oh, but real quick, real quick before we talk about the name of the movie, did you guys know that Buzzballs? They are making hand sanitizer as well now. Aren't they amazing? Buzzballs? Yeah. Thank you, Buzzballs. That's amazing of you. Uh, yeah. You're awesome. They're based out of Dallas. They're obviously uh, uh, Carrollton, but yeah. Um, and it's, uh, you know, obviously a woman-owned company. Um, Merrily Kick um, is the name of the founder. Um, so, but they're donating, uh, they're making the hand, hand sanitizer and they're donating to healthcare facilities, municipalities, and retail personnel in Texas. Um, so way to go, Buzzball. Thank you, Buzzball. Buzz we love you. You're the best. You know, you should make the hand sanitizer. Remember the first in Flowers in the Attic, we had that gel? That was basically hand sanitizer. Oh! Oh yeah, gel. the Jell O shot. <laughs> the oh, Jell O shot. Oh, yeah, I thought you meant the like. Yeah. I feel like you could just wipe that on your hand as is, and it's gonna yeah. work. You know what? And then whether, you're like sex on the beach. I was gonna say whether or not it kills virus and bacteria, it will keep people away from you if you wipe it on your hand because it's fucking gross. It'll keep you away from yourself. Oh yes, it will. So, social social distancing no. to the next level. If There's anything, no escaping from you. If anything, almost cured my alcoholism. It was those. Mm, did it? Yeah. Like if I had, if that was the oh, only thing no. I had to drink. Oh, okay. Quit. Well, yeah. So it, it hypothetically if, cured your alcoholism. Yeah, if we're talking about <laughs> like uh, ridiculous circumstances, then for sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Me not, too. Me are too. We, are we not living in ridiculous circumstances right now? That's that's for damn sure. I guarantee, so. if all alcohol would disappear tomorrow, and in ten days that was all that was left, yep, you'd I, try one. I would. You would try one at I least and see if it was like. Well, I'd probably be in withdrawal. So I'd be like, you would just open up your throat and just kind of, yeah, like a like a giant like a giant gel cap. I would just, I wouldn't even taste it. I would just swallow it. Whole. Oh yeah, like a, a capsule. A capsule. Yeah. You know, exactly. actually. Uh, you should plug it. That way you get all of it. Ooh. And then you don't have to taste it. Yeah. But you do get like no. uh, explosive diarrhea, I'm pretty that. sure. Yeah. Well, I just want everybody to know here at Lifeline Podcast, we condone plugging alcohol. I, I don't. Oh, yeah. I do not. I, I, I'm not on board with Do that. it. Do it right Dangerous now. Dangerous and we, silly rabbits. Press pause. We've got to go to the closest alcohol you can. Mm-hmm. Kiss your wife and children goodbye. Go into the bathroom <laughs> and just butt chug whatever it is. Whatever it is. Uh, hashtag butt chug. So I've never actually seen this show, My Strange Addiction. And somebody showed me uh, this couple on that show that were into coffee enemas. And it was. <sighs> I've heard of this. I've heard about that. Yeah. It was yeah. Hey, coffee enema people. If you're listening, I don't care if we <laughs> yeah. lose your account. You're fucking weirdos. Something wrong with you. I I, I honestly thought that was like Blue Waffle or Slender Man. Like I thought it was like an internet. (laughs) I didn't think it was like a real thing. No, Lemon Party's real. No, no, no. Lemon Party's real. Very real. You you think Slender Man isn't real? 
Have you seen Jared Kushner? Uh, oh, wait. have you seen Jared Kushner? That's Did good. you know that he is now uh, Trump put him in charge of figuring out coronavirus? Oh, yeah. And it's weird because I don't even think that guy can figure out how to get dressed in the morning by himself. So. No, no, no. He uses his evil forces to get dressed. Like, he just goes, oh, that guy's, not, and then, like, that guy's yeah. not smart enough to have evil forces. Like, evil forces. No, that's what you want. No, demons need puppets. Oh, good right? call. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. And I'm going to get a little Alex Jonesy in here. But Jared Kushner has a demon inside him. I've literally oh. smelled the feces <laughs> and the flies. Is that how, Alex Jones, is that how Alex Jones talks? When, yes, so that's a dead a, on. There's a clip of him talking about Obama. He's a demon, and I've smelled the sulfur coming off his body. Yeah, same with Hillary Clinton. She smells like sulfur. Hillary yeah, Clinton apparently. is a demon. Exactly. Yeah, well, Alex Jones, you are a fucking piece of shit. Right. Don't fucking lie and say that kids didn't die at Sandy Hook and that they're fucking uh, actors. What a bummer. Shit. That's fair enough. That shit hope, makes me so I mad. I hope he gets COVID and Nothing makes me completely. more enraged than people say it believing in crisis actors. It makes mm-hmm. me insane to think about that they would say those parents, those poor fucking parents were yeah. what? It's so ridiculous. Yeah. It's like the lizard people bullshit. It's so right. fucking pointless. Yeah, completely yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, don't, I, need, I need a rollback. What are lizard people? Besides oh, Taylor Hillary Swift. Clinton is the lizard. Oh my God. No, 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 no. Well, no. no. With, look, there are thousands of podcasts about this, so we don't need to get into it. But yeah. quick, quickly squish down. Uh, uh, yeah. Millions of years ago, these alien lizards came to this planet. Blah, blah, blah. They made us. They're uh, Anunnaki. I, I know there's somebody out there in internet podcast land going to tell me I'm wrong. But anyway, they're shape-shifting lizards, and they're in control of everything. They're the Illuminati, blah, blah, blah. And Hillary Clinton actually is a lizard. So is the queen. And... So many. People. I want. Uh, I want to say Nelson Mandela, but that's just because I'm inclusive. Taylor uh, Swift. Um, racially, Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. I've always is, said that Taylor Swift was a les les. It's for sure. <laughs> She's a lesbian lizard. She's a lizard. Lizard. A lizard. Hey, if she was a lesbian, a lizard. I would probably like her more. Um, what? What? Wait, wait, real quick. What do you call a lesbian dinosaur? A lycosaurus. A lick. A lickalotopus. Lickalotopus. Yeah, close enough. It rounds up. There we go. We did it. You know what else licks a lot of puss? Creepy stalker doctors. Stalker doctor. Creepy stalker doctors. Stalker doctor. So wait. Yeah. We're so, okay. Who are we? What are we? Who are you? We haven't oh, done that part yet. Thanks. <laughs> oh, yeah, we have. Who are you? Hi. This is, Who are us? This is Lifeline. Uh, we are a podcast about Lifetime movies with wine. <laughs> and uh, I'm Stephanie. <laughs> and that's Rachel. I'm just looking at Zach. He's really enjoying and choking, or maybe he has the COVID. I don't know. I don't know. I was laughing because this this is funny. (laughs) We are funny. (laughs) Yeah, so no, I'm I'm Rachel. Let me say that. I'm Rachel. Thank you. Hey, you're Uh, Oh, yeah. Don't don't forget that voice, America. Um, The movie tonight, Zach, I'm really interested in uh, hearing what you think. (laughs) So for those of you who've never listened before, um, obviously this is a podcast about lifetime movies. Um, Rachel and I go watch a movie separately on our own and come together and talk about it. Zach um, doesn't know what movie that we're going to talk about. Uh, He doesn't watch it. And then uh, as we gather to record, he looks it up on the IMDb and and, uh, 
learns about it from from that and from what we tell him. I love it. It's always yeah. a good story. It's great. So tonight's movie is Stalked by My Doctor, colon, A Sleepwalker's Nightmare. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. So when you said colon, the first thing I thought was proctologist. <laughs> Uh, um, which just, uh, it's an easy joke. It was an easy I mean, joke. It's a low hanging fruit. How weird is it that part of our body also has the same name as a piece of punctuation? Huh. You know, because like, I, I don't, it, we don't have commas I mean, in we, our brain. We also have periods, but we do have periods. Yes, exactly. And, well, we don't, I, I don't have it anymore well. because I got my quotation marks removed, but I used to have quotation marks. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, so, okay. So yeah. we did Stalked by My Patient. Mm. Right. Another right. Lifetime movie. Episode three. Three. So mm. I'm going to, uh, using an educated guess and hypothesis, if you will, I'm in the Ooh. 94 percentile for verbal. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, so this guy, so it's one of those sleep studies, but it's like a sleazy one. I know I always go to like a whorehouse, but, um, a bordello, yeah, borde- it's a, it's a sleep study oh, bordello. I got no I nuns got this time tonight. Oh, sleep study bordello mm-hmm. specifically it's topical <laughs> it's like 44 percent alcohol it's just like <laughs> <laughs> I want you're, you're either gonna pass out or you're gonna fuck a stranger <laughs> or both it's ever with red dye in it <laughs> <laughs> um you know i i wish i had something funny but i think it's pretty obvious this is a this is a sleep study doctor that like watches his patient it's like a sleeping beauty but it's a creep sleeping beauty. Like he's like, look at her. She, look at the way she breathes. That's impressive because that's, uh, that's pretty much exactly what the movie's about. Holy um, shit. And Zach, do you want to know who plays the doctor? Oh my God. Cause I haven't looked it up yet. It's Eric Roberts. Get out of here. Does he cry? Yeah. No, he, cr- he doesn't get his thumb cut off either. <laughs> what? what did he I, cries in every movie. What did he get? He doesn't thumb- in this one. What did he get? His- yeah. The, so Eric Roberts is, uh, he, he's got like almost 600 credits. He's been in, been everything. in everything. He's but, actually uh, he's, super good in um, Batman. The Oh yeah, Dark Knight. He Dark plays Knight. Sal Maroney or Maloney or Baloney, something like that. Something. Yep, Razzmatazz. Um, yeah, he, uh, he was in a movie in like the 70s called The Pope of Greenwich Village. Or he gets his thumb cut off and he cries to, to Charlie. They took my thumb, Charlie. They, they took the bed bug took my thumb, man. What what is his relationship to Julia? That's older brother. brother. Oh, her brother. Older brother. Yeah. Older brother. Older brother. Older brother. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Because yeah, exactly. he looks like a Rick Perry who had too much plastic surgery. <laughs> He does. Yeah. No, but the he thing does. is, he hasn't had any. Like, really? Are he you basically sure? always looked like that. Maybe. I mean, he's had the average career actors. I was going to say he's had, but some he's not. Yeah. yeah, he's not. You know, he's had. He's not had any face altering. I would have used but... Kenny Rogers for this reference, but he just died, so I feel bad. Yeah, but yeah. He, Mike, he Michael Douglas. Michael. He Douglas. hasn't Michael Douglas himself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, PSA: Don't get plastic surgery. It makes you look weird. Um, so, okay. So here's a question because I didn't make it into PA school. <laughs> if you have plastic surgery and then you, you know, you die because you probably most likely will. For sure. It stays there okay. forever. That's it. Okay. 
Forever. Forever. It's yeah, plastic. Yeah, your face. I mean, is, is it really yeah, plastic? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not. So it's not. But it, it, it is a man-made material that will rain in the ground for thousands of years to come. Yeah. They'll yeah. dig up all these people from the 90s to now. Later, and they're going to think we're know, like a superior race be like, because like, they were like, these, no. these creatures First, did not disintegrate. Let's stay away from the vernacular superior race. It is problematic. Yeah, being that we're all white. <laughs> I obviously did not mean it in any sort of context. I mean, I'm talking about... No, two, I know, I know. Yeah, fuck you, Zach. This, I'm just this kidding. Know, I'm just no, you're right. No, no, no. That was, no, no. That was, that was a, a worthy fuck you, Zach. It's fine. <laughs> Thank you. They're, they're all worthy. All fuck you, Zachs are worthy. That brings up an interesting question that I haven't really thought of. So my mom was cremated and she had fake boobs. Did, I guess they removed the silicone. They exploded oh. in the fire. I guess. I mean, it's a, it's a very hot fire. Yeah. Do you think like Jiffy Pop? Do you think that people who work in crematoriums ever are like, you know what? I'm fucking hungry. I have a bag of marshmallows. I'm just gonna go roast these marshmallows. Okay, I thought that was gonna go in a very different direction. <laughs> I, I thought, thought they're like, so. hmm. oh my god! <laughs> because, I hope you know they're what? just roasting jumbo <laughs> jet fucking marshmallows everywhere. Somebody's grandma, just like, because you have to have that blue humor oh, to just buy yeah. Yeah. Well, I was uh, one time I, when I went to France, I was staying at this old abbey uh, near Alsac Lorraine, which is the most American way to say that because I don't know how <laughs> yes. to say it. Alsac Lorraine. <laughs> Alsac Lorraine. That motherfucker's um, Alsac. You know what I'm Alsac, saying? Alsac, no rain. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, I, we were walking around one day and, uh, with somebody who was staying there and I was like, oh my God, something smells really good. It smells like barbecue. It smells like really sweet. And she was like, oh yeah, that's the crematorium. And so Ooh. I had been smelling human flesh. Do you remember, uh, fried green tomatoes? They fed the cops yeah. the, the oh, guy's body. They did. They, they, they did. cooked him up as barbecue and the cop was like, this is the best barbecue I ever had. Oh, oh yeah. That's hilarious. Yep. Um, we're being bold here tonight because we are actually doing the fourth movie in a, in a lifetime series. I'm pretty sure that's never been done before. Who's going to talk about the fourth movie in a series without talking about the first three? Um, Here's the, here's the point. Doesn't fucking matter. (laughs) Didn't we see one other in the series? No, Stalked by My Patients, not part of the series. Oh. These are, this is part of the Stalked by My Doctor series, which remember at the beginning of Stalked by My Patient, I talk about all the other Stalked you movies. Did. And I, I, did, I, talk about I didn't realize, even when you text me, I mm-hmm. didn't, I didn't realize this was, I, I thought we were just skipping over like two or three. I didn't realize. I thought just no. Stalked by anybody around the medical field was all a series. <laughs> It, it would well, make sense. But I'm looking this director up. His name yeah. is Doug Campbell. Not with He's, not for this one. He directed the first three. He didn't direct the fourth one. A Sleepwalker's Nightmare is the one. 2019 is the one that we're doing. But he oh, did. Oh, you're okay. right. I'm yeah. wrong. But okay. this guy's done a lot of movies with the word stalked in it. Not just yeah. the stalk by my doctors, like Stalker's Club and Stalked by My yeah. Mother and like Jack and the Bean Stalk. Yeah. Hey, look, exactly. when, you, when you've <laughs> I just heard that, that's really funny. Uh, <laughs> when you when you when you find a, a moneymaker, you don't stop shaking it. No, this person should be investigated. He yeah. clearly just has constant plans of stalking. 
But he because he because he, he puts because out, he's written he's written some of these as well as directed them. But he put yeah. he, so, he took his stalker brain and put it to good use. Obviously. Yeah. Instead of Oh, I got you. So instead of acting instead of acting yeah. on his impulses, he wrote down. He's yeah. like this is what I would do. Cathartic. And if then I, now if make I a was, movie about if it. If I was a doctor and uh, I stalked people. Yeah. But I mean if I were a patient or a mother-in-law or yeah, exactly. Um, or a reality star. So here is my take on this movie. Okay. I'm probably over the greatest days of my life. Like I don't plan to have kids. Don't plan to get married. Definitely. Probably won't go to school again, but yeah, I've peaked and I'm just like, I'm basically just in a downward spiral until I die. So if, and when I die, or if I ever have another significant moment in my life, instead of celebrating me, I would like everybody to come together and just watch this movie over and over again, because it's that. Okay. Fucking wonderful. Yeah. It's, it's delicious. Holy it's delicious. It's delicious um, is a delightful word for it. Yeah. Um, so before I before I go on to the summary, I was gonna give just a quick recap of the first three, just so nobody's lost. Um, you know. Huh. It, okay. It's, it's a complicated, very it's like Lord of the Rings, basically. You know, we gotta holy make sure shit. that we know the character. <laughs> So, so this doctor appears in all the other ones. Then he's the he's the mainstay character exactly. And I've done um, I did some research on that. That does explain I, some things. Yeah, because there are and I and I actually I discovered an interesting um, crossover that I'll get to in a moment that is not in any of the reviews. It's nowhere else. I just happened to stumble upon this um, when I was looking through the IMDb for one of the actors in the movie. Um, so we'll get to that in a second, but stalked by my doctor 2015 is the original, um, a teenage girl named Sophie's rushed to the hospital after a terrible car accident, but heart surgeon, Dr. Albert Beck. And this is Eric Roberts. This is Eric Roberts. Dr. El- Albert Beck, Eric Roberts is at the hospital to save her life. When Sophie recovers nicely in the hospital, Dr. Beck tends to her more than Sophie's mother would like. A mother's instinct is never wrong. So this is a teenage girl. So clearly Dr. Beck um, has a penchant for younger women. And this comes up in all the other ones. The second one, stalked by my Dr. Two from 2016. They made it the very next year. Dr. Beck, who has changed his name, saves a young teenage girl drowning in Mexico whom he falls in love with. As always, there are some complications in his way, but he has plans to possibly get past them and get the girl of his dreams. Stalked by my patient. Nope. Stalked by my doctor three, Patient's Revenge, 2018. (laughs) Dr. Albert Beck seems to get what he wished for as the jury finds him not guilty for the kidnapping and attempted murder of a former patient. So Holy shit. uh, The previous, so Sophie from the first one. He then lands a teaching job in Arizona Medical School. Of course, Arizona. Yeah. The Florida of the West. (laughs) Exactly. Famously. Uh, so that he, as a t- he's in this teaching got job, he develops a crush on a new student. Uh, but things aren't what they seem when a former patient of his, Sophie Green, from the first one, uh, she enrolls in that same medical school, and then she decides to take matters into her own hands. So wait, wait, wait! Revenge. She just like makes it through undergrad, does well enough, gets into med school, and just has the med school of her choice. And like, yeah, well, it's three years later, so you know, all that can happen in three years. I easily. mean. 
she was 95 on the verbal. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> that, that, that was the edge. So what's Just funny is on that- you, GRE is not taken for med school. Ooh. So you know what? Zach. Fuck you. <laughs> that, that's a warranted fuck you. <laughs> so many warranted fuck yous tonight already in yeah. just the first half hour. Um, so what's interesting is that one reviewer of the part four, which that we're about to talk about tonight, stated that the patient's revenge was the quote unquote magnum opus of the entire series. So <laughs> I feel that eventually that's one of the most amazing things I've ever heard in my life. They really well, think highly of these movies. They love. Okay. There is, they love this movie. There is a change.org petition from two years ago before the fourth one was made. The title of it is stalked by my doctor for needs to be made to save lives. And little description is a series of lifetime straight to TV movies known as stalked by my doctor have been critically acclaimed as some of the best movies of all time. As of right now, there are only three movies in the series. And I personally see this as a problem in itself. Eric Roberts is seen as very sexy. I'm sorry, as very foxy among the older generation. And more of these movies could give Sir Eric the recognition he deserves. If I have not convinced you by now, which I don't know how that would be possible, then please keep reading. Um, if enough of us band together to sign this petition, we can have a stalked by my doctor nine by the time 2025 rolls away. I don't know who this person is, but will you marry me? Yes. I don't care who you are. Sharon Swift. Sharon <laughs> Swift. That's her name. Thank you. Remember when change.org was like against the war in Iraq? Yeah. And now it's like. Yeah. Getting, and now it's like getting, getting a fourth, getting a fourth oh, and yeah, fifth, maybe it, even ninth. So yeah. Now it's finally a fucking serious website. Well, it's <laughs> like now it has a purpose. The, the <laughs> last time somebody signed this was like nine months ago and 530 people have signed in the past two years um, or since this was created. Why and they, want, they we, wanted to get a thousand, <laughs> but they didn't. But well, the movie was still why made. Why haven't we all they made it, it anyway? They made it. This is the one we're about to. It's it's fine. It was already made. Eric so Roberts is going to do this until he's eighty four years old. Yeah, is he exactly. Eighty four. He looked no, like he might be. 84. I think he's seventy one. It's like seventy. Yeah. No, um, he can't be seventy. How old is Julia Roberts? Oh, that's true. But I think she, he's a good decade or like, so older than like she much is. older. Yeah. You look up. Oh, yeah. got into acting he, he is he is sixty four years old. He's sixty four years old this month. Oh, happy birthday, Eric Roberts! Happy um, birthday, Eric Roberts! Stay inside. So, Zach, look, figure all that out. Figure out that family tree while uh, I read this summary. Yeah. Oh, do it. Doctor Albert Beck appears to be capable and trustworthy, but he is hiding several deep dark secrets within his malicious and adult mind on the run and wanted for several felonies beck murders psychiatrist mason tanner and assumes his identity and position at a sleep clinic not only does beck immediately develop an unhealthy obsession with his first patient michelle who suffers who suffers from sexomnia he also falls head over heels for michelle's young niece kate who is also afflicted with a similar sleep disorder I'm sorry, sex, sexomnia? Sexomnia. It's a real thing. Okay. Actually, it is actually a real thing. What Katie okay, suffers from, not real. Okay, go yeah. go on. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. What Katie like- suffers from is basically hypnosis. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna delve into the sleepwalking. The reality moment. of how how legit this is, yeah. Uh, because you don't become a robot. I'm just saying. Right, yeah. Uh are you saying that this movie is not 100% medically accurate, Rachel? 
you know, as somebody who never went to PA school, I'm going to, I'm going to go on all browns and say, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, As he outwardly assists these two vulnerable women with their strange conditions, he secretly takes physical advantage of them while they sleep to satisfy his own sinister urges, even going as far as attempting to frame one of them for murder. Will Michelle and Katie wake up and escape Beck's evil grasp, or are they trapped in a nightmare? A sleepwalker's Mm -hmm. nightmare. Um, I mean, it is frightening. I I have uh, uh, sleep paralysis. And it is. I assume sleepwalking is probably just as terrifying. I don't know. Well, I would I think so. I, I sleepwalked, sleptwalked. I don't know. Slept, sleep, slept, slept, strolled. Slept, yeah. Slept, yeah. <laughs> slept, strolled. I did. I, I sleepwalked as a kid um, for a few years, mostly when I was staying at my mom's house when I was visiting Texas. And there were times where I would get up, and I don't I have no memory of it. I would get up, I would play piano in the middle of the night or i would try to make phone calls I'm would you go would you go walking in the middle of the night no i was I go walking in the middle of the night <laughs> to no. the river so deep <laughs> sorry. all right fine sorry early 90s um i was for originally thinking of patsy klein oh that's good call yeah. too that was yeah, my initial i was thinking of so um, so obviously we already talked about Eric Roberts, then Michelle, his patient is, is played by Emily Ullergrup, which sounds like an am- anagram, which um, I looked her up because she kind of looked familiar to me, but I also thought it was because she was like every p- pretty blonde woman ever. And it was like, bitch, I want your career because all she's ever done is like Hallmark. Yeah, Not all like, she's uh, ever done. The but, TV movies. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She's done well, a lot of those. And, so- uh, good for you bitch Do, keep doing it yeah that's paychecks so this is what's yeah, interesting like a lot this, this is where i i cracked a, a case here i felt like so i was looking through her credits because i too thought wow she looks really familiar I, I know i've seen her in something like even though she does have that kind of i'm blonde and cute thing going on i didn't recognize anything she was in however i did notice that in 2017 she was in a movie called sleepwalking in suburbia and i thought huh. what the hell and, and her character's name was Michelle. And I was like, okay, hang on. This is weird. So I look at the description. Rachel, do you remember uh, in the, the beginning of the movie when Michelle first meets Dr. Beck? He says, when did this start happening? And she said, well, after the miscarriages and then my um, husband, I, I murdered him. And, but then I was acquitted and she tells the story. out. And I remember thinking, this sounds like a movie that, you know, this is so intricate. Walking, sleepwalking in suburbia, which we which holy we shit for this. That and was the plot of it. That's the plot of it. It's also a lifetime movie. It's a crossover. So, but let me ask you this because her whole story was my my husband murdered somebody. Like I had a miscarriage, then I started having the sex omnia after uh, my miscarriages, and her husband caught someone taking advantage of her during her sleepwalking sex omnia period. Mm-hmm. He murdered this guy uh, or what I assume to be a guy. And then like, she wakes up, finds out he murdered this guy, but he also like frames her and they get into a fight and then she murders him in self-defense and she's exonerated. Yeah. In self-defense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. Um, so was that the whole story it, of the well, other movie? 
the, I just read the description. I didn't have a chance to like watch the movie, but I, it, it sounds like the exact same story. Her husband and her have been trying to conceive and um, she starts having sleepwalking issues and starts having sexomnia. And then she, I guess, has sex with a guy while she's sleeping. And then later on, gets pregnant but she doesn't know i don't know how she finds out um so she doesn't know who the father is so obviously the the imdb doesn't go into and then she murders him you know like they don't aren't gonna spoil it well that but yeah i'm pretty sure that that it's so it's interesting that there's this crossover um that occurs that that is super fun um yeah, yeah. now i want to go yeah. watch that movie yeah uh, obviously we're gonna yeah it's a lifetime movie we'll do it um, yeah, so, we will do it. Um, Katie, uh, Michelle's niece, Angeline Apple hasn't done much again, mainly TV movies. She's in another lifetime movie called babysitters black book, which is on our list, um, to eventually do, um, Dr. Pamela Newman. She is played by Felissa Rose, who is in Sleepover Camp. She's the original Angela Baker. She's oh, like wow. genre icon. She's amazing. And I, I didn't, so I never look at the IMDb until after I watched the movie, just because I like just kind of immersing in it, not knowing what characters I'm going to meet, that kind of thing. I didn't realize it was her. She's the doctor who works at the sleep clinic closely with Albert Beck. I would like to get this out there because it super pissed me off. They went from calling her doctor to miss to yes. Pamela. Yes. Fucking made me livid. He was always Dr. Tanner. And people like, and she called at one point another doctor. Yes. And, and he was like, oh, hi, Miss Newman. Hi, Miss Newman. And oh, I was like, is she a doctor or is she not? Because I thought they called her doctor somewhere else. Yep. And then, you know, when she was finally done, 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 murdered. She, they, they like recognized her as a doctor again. And I was like, <laughs> well, when you die, you get your medical license. Yeah. I, I, yeah as a woman, I guess that's <laughs> yeah. like when it happens, they're like, Oh fuck. She yeah. was a medical doctor. Maybe we should have called her a doctor the whole time. Yeah. That made me, that made me so, so mad. Oh, me too. Like they kept calling her miss and Oh, fuck all of yeah, you. Exactly. The name's doctor, doctor miss. miss. Dr. Miss. Um, written and directed by Jeff Hare, not by Doug... What's his name? Campbell. 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 Is, he related, is he related to Bruce Campbell? Probably not. Is Bruce of the soup? Uh, that's what I was going to ask. <laughs> I think there's, there's several Campbells. Okay. Um, Jeff Hare directed a movie called Psycho-in-Law, which I'm pretty sure is a Lifetime movie. Um, See, it has to be. Yeah. And what's interesting is I was looking at his credits. He hasn't done a whole lot, but he does have one actress credit uh, as the martini drinker in a movie called Steam Room Stories, the movie. Ooh, and there let's watch that movie. I don't know if he's in drag. I don't know what's going on there. Is it a porno? I, it, it was on IMDb, so I don't think it's. It is. I think it was. They don't have porno on IMDb. I, I've never looked. I will. Maybe I, I will. Yeah. So uh, you said Psycho in Law, right? Because we, because yeah. me and Ray did watch. Was it Psycho? Mo you watched Psycho Mother in Law. Yeah, you watched Psycho. Okay, Mother. Yeah, because I was going to say there's a whole series on that too. I enjoyed Psycho yeah. Mother in Law, mostly the house that it took place in, but otherwise it was actually a pretty mm -hmm. entertaining movie. I figured that would, yeah, we'll probably do that one at oh, some point should, as well. Because I have, yeah. I have vivid memories. There's a whole, there's a whole, yeah, there's a whole canon of, of psycho movies on Lifetime. 
Uh, there's no Rotten Tomatoes score. There's no consensus yet. I guess these things take time, but <laughs> yeah, internet sure movie database, it. they're still calculating. <laughs> internet movie database score uh, is 4.8 out of 10. Um, like I said, these the people who love this movie love this movie. Uh, one person reviewed five out of five. Uh, the title is Sexomnia. It just says with lots of exclamation points. And she says, we are not worthy of this majesty. I said this in my review for stalked by my doctor three. May this franchise never end. My God, this just gets better and better. I haven't seen the beginning of this franchise, but I don't disagree with you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this was basically like a miracle that uh, this movie was made. Like the movie itself is the miracle. Or it was a miracle it could have been you made at all. You can take it the way you want. Yes. Okay, great. Those things. Both. Uh, 2.5 out of 5. Discovering this is the fourth film in the series after the fact changes everything. We love a movie that continues to give you outrageous twists long after you begged it to stop. <laughs> <laughs> You're my new best friend. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Email me. Yeah. And then one last one, uh, no stars indicated. I don't know if that means it's zero or they didn't give a rating. Um, it's just a one little sentence lacks the passion of the original trilogy. Sad face. So, uh, people take this shit seriously. Yeah. I'm not sure. That's real quick, real quick, uh, from, uh, this is IMDB's list of top 35 porn movies. Oh, J- Jade fire is squirt woman three, 2007. I'm going to go pee. Is that number one? Dream Quest, A Witch's Tale. Uh huh. Are are these in order, or do you lose? Yeah, hold on, hold on. I fucked it up. That's just a bot invading your phone. You think? <laughs> Probably. You're looking up pornos on uh, IMDb. No, I'm just looking up the best ones. Semen Demons Two is number five. <laughs> Taboo. The Load <laughs> Warrior. Taboo. Okay. So that must be like the fourth or fifth one in the Taboo series because I'm familiar with that one. Yeah, no, I'm saying taboo, and then number seven is the load warrior, like the road warrior. I assume they, they're they not showing any pictures on IMDb. No, of course they're not. just showing the titles. Of course. Um, breast worship. Jade Fire is Squirt Woman 1. Uh-huh. So Squirt Woman 3 is better than 1, and 2 is not even oh. on the list yet. Mm. Breast Worship 2, The Ginger Effect. Oh, Jade Fire is Squirt Woman 2 is number 12. I see. Um, <laughs> Space Nuts. Let's see. Is that like space balls, but porn version. Uh, pumping Irene. Oh God. <laughs> um, the Devil and Miss Jones. There's a Squirt Woman four. That's uh, Tales from the Toilet. That sounds like a good. I one. just came back oh. from that. This, you know the toilet. Yeah. Do you have any, any tales for us, Rachel? <laughs> Number twenty nine in the top thirty five IDM IMDb porno movies is Big Wet Tits. Um, Semen Demons is 30. That's the first in the Semen Demons series. Debbie Does Dallas comes in at 33, and you figure that's a classic. It's a classic. Where's Deep Throat? Is Deep Throat on there? Not even on there. What? And then uh, number 35 is Careful, He May Be Watching, which sounds like a stalker movie. Back to the movie. That's meta. That's meta. meta. Oh my yeah. goodness. So yeah, obviously we're um we're we're playing it fast and loose by uh doing the fourth in a in a series. It's just <laughs> it's, it's uh look out everybody. We're, we we have no rules here. But yeah, we've uh, but I, you know, it doesn't matter because we, <laughs> we can obviously tell that this guy is bad news. He's 
pretending to be a busboy at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, let's, Carl- let's go ahead and talk about the big Wait, yeah. The doctor is pretending to be a busboy? Well, he's on the run. Yeah, he's obviously he's on the, the lamb. Yeah. My, how the mighty have and fallen. He looks, yeah. like, he looks like he's in this greasy spoon, and he's like the mm-hmm. greasiest of all the spoons in the greasy spoon. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And there's these two like young 20-something-year-old girls sitting in a booth, and then... They start seducing him and like rubbing all over him. And he ends up like he's holding a coffee. He was going to ask him if they wanted a, a, like a freshen up. And he ends up like dumping all the coffee and then he dumps it all over this guy who's like, oh my God, blah, 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 and like starts dumps it all over Orson Welles. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Orson Welles. yeah. And then he realizes he's been standing in front of these two young women's booths daydreaming about them like rubbing up like it just didn't make it because he's working yeah. at this restaurant and he sees these hot ladies and he just goes into such a deep daydream about them like rubbing up on him he completely like blacks out and pours coffee all over this fat bastard well we clearly uh. are introduced if you haven't seen any of the previous movies i feel like maybe they they show us that he's um you know he's got some pathology going on we aren't really sure Uh, what his what real life is versus his fantasies and so throughout this movie at least we we see him fantasizing about things you aren't really sure what's what's real you know kind of like a fight club thing Yeah, he's definitely Um, got like like a disassociative like personality disorder for sure right and and he's a deviant Right. And he has um, he has this other version of himself, which it's funny because IMDb, it has Eric Roberts as Dr. Albert Beck slash Laidback Beck, who laid back 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 shows up in like a Hawaiian shirt, always looks like uh, Johnny Depp and Fear and Loathing Las Vegas. Yes, yes. Wait, he exactly. sees himself as laid back Beck? Yes. He shows in up fantasy? and fantasy just talks to him. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, that's pretty well, that's cool. why it's like a disassociative personality disorder. Right. Oh, I like that. And that's I think, pretty I like that. Yeah, I think this character shows up in previous episodes too, it seems or uh, parts of the series. Uh so you know. like in true romance when Elvis talks to Christian Slater, you know, he like tells him to go ahead and kill right. Oh yeah. 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 Yes, but constant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, wow. it, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, very much a yeah, a Tyler Durden type of of character. Yeah, so he's um, he spills coffee on Orson Welles, um, and and you know, to be fair, Orson's a dick. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Mason Tanner is his name, but he's a complete asshole. He starts yelling. He's like, "Oh my God, you're throwing you, you spilled coffee all over me, all over my outfit. Rah, you're not fit to wipe my." I'm like, dude. You're at a fucking greasy spoon diner. Somebody accidentally had a fantasy about these two young nubile girls sitting right next to you and spilled his coffee on you. I wasn't fucking- I wasn't on Mason Tanner's side until you described it like that, and now I am. <laughs> but he does he does say, What's a man of your age doing as a busboy in this place? I mean, yeah. he's got I, a I'm point. Run for the law. Yeah. Uh, and what's what's great is uh, one thing I love about Lifetime is if they don't give you expository dialogue, they give you expository props. Orson Welles, Dr. Tanner, has this binder. It's like a welcome binder um, that's like, hey, welcome to your new job at this sleep clinic. New Mexico sleep clinic, I think it is. And um, Eric Roberts looks at his binder. He's like, oh, you got a new job, Doc? And he's like, yeah, fuck you. Shut up. Oh, my God. You're not. Blah, and gets really mad. 
So Eric Roberts basically finds his, gets into his car, finds his car. Sweet Land Rover. Yeah, huge SUV. Gets into his back seat, and uh, as Tanner's driving off, um, does he have a gun or a knife? He's got no. He's got, he's got, got some a syringe. A syringe, yeah. right? What, what's in it? Well, we—it's nine nine. Yeah, exactly. Nine nine. Oh no, it's murder nine nine. It's not nine nine. It's like de- yeah, death. Yeah, it's death. like death. Um, but, but before like pro- had, propofol, probably. Um, yeah. What's interesting is so yeah. Before he kills him, he asks him all these questions. He says, "Did you go into an inter- in-person interview?" And he said, "No, a headhunter found me." And he's like, "What's your social media?" He's like, "I don't have social media because I don't want my my clients to contact me outside of sessions." Um, which these questions don't make a whole lot of sense at the time. Also, but then if it somebody was murdering me, I'd be like, "Dude." Wait, what's your game? Because I might be able to help you. Right. Um. He is a psychiatrist. Uh, but what's great is, oh, so here, here's, a, here's a good trope throughout the movie, uh, a drinking trope. While Eric Roberts is murdering somebody right before they die, he says, I'm Dr. Albert Beck. <laughs> like as if he's saying, I'm Freddy Krueger. Um, and they're like, who? They, well, yeah. I'm <laughs> but apparently they do know, like apparently he's well known. He's so well uh-huh. known for being an evil person and yet nobody knows what he looks like because he no, takes but on. He could be a bus boy. Yeah. He takes on Tanner's identity, shows up because he finds out that nobody at this sleep center knows what he looks like. Nobody has talked to him or seen him. And again, we see his fantasies where he freaks out and he goes to check in. He's like, it's my first day. And the, you know, RN or whatever, Tyler, it's like, great. Let me see your ID. Yeah. Tanner. That was, this, this was never like a, um, it wasn't very clear because it was like, he gives him his ID and then he starts like seeing that this Tyler guy is like, Oh, I know who this is. And like, is calling the cop. And so Eric Roberts, who's now Mason Tanner, just like, starts slowly moving through the hallways and you see a security guard slowly following him, pulling out a gun saying freeze. And then he dashes into this door and they're all like, surprise. Yeah. And I was like, cake. Yeah. A cake. That, it, that was a thing. Cake. Um, yeah. And I was like, was the security guard ever real? Like, is that supposed to be part of no. like his I mean, the security guard was there? But I, he wasn't. He never drew his gun. Like it, 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 we find out that oh, that was all in his imagination because he's he actually is oh. getting caught because he is on the run. Um, and Doctor Albert Beck apparently is a known name because he's known as this murderous doctor who kidnapped a, a girl previously who tried to he tried to fake her death and but yeah, again it was only 2019 so nobody knew what he looked like because there was no uh way to share his image ever so nobody yeah, nobody, yeah. nobody recognized him so so when he's killing someone he goes my name is dr beck and then they're like i'm pretty sure your doctor's license has been revoked you're just beck <laughs> you're actually miss beck miss beck yeah. yeah, you're just Miss Beck. Exactly. Yeah. And then also, like, what if some what if somebody recognizes him from the restaurant? And they're like, didn't you get my wife a to-go container yeah. like five days ago? You've come far. <laughs> Those night courses were really doing you some good. Yeah. Well, let's let's be honest. It's a he's a sleep study doctor, so that's like basically a chiropractor. Well, he's not though. Mason Tanner was <laughs> As a sleep somebody who doctor. works for a psychiatric research place. Ah. Fuck you. <laughs> 
That's a warranted Uh, fuck you. Yeah. Thank you. It is. So many warranted fuck yous. Yeah. Yeah. It's astonishing how he can just take on this identity. He makes a fake ID, shows up at the hospital the next day. Where did he get that fake ID? Like fake IDs are us? I think he's got this down by now. He's he's been doing this for at least three movies. um, (laughs) And so he didn't take on fake identities. Um, he, he knows what's up. So yeah, Felissa Rose shows up. Dr. Pamela. Uh, Miss Pamela. Yeah. Miss Pamela. She, he walks in and she's like, Oh my God, I've been following your career, your entire career. (laughs) But I'm thinking, she's never seen him. You don't know what he looks like. Uh, It's it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I love that they, they, they like, they didn't interview him like a head. They were just like, Oh, the headhunter says that. Okay. Good. Because, and I will tell you as somebody who works on the outskirts of medical, I get emails from medical recruiters all the time from anywhere from like legit doctors to PAs to respiratory therapists to nursing assistants. They will send me an email with all of those jobs in it and say, which one best fits your needs. I'm like, yeah, don't send me an email with a nursing assistant and an MD in the same email because those are yeah. very, they, they require I mean, a different level of education. One of them's got to right. hit you. They're just, they're seeing with sticks. Right. Yeah. So I <laughs> yeah. would not trust a medical recruiter to just blindly interview this person and say, they're a good fit. Why not? Well, apparently at the North Medical New Mexico Sleep Center for Sleep Studies, <laughs> They don't give a shit. Yeah. No, they don't. Have you seen their Yelp reviews? (laughs) They're like, I saw one that was like, this place basically doesn't even exist. Yeah. I had a great hand job. That was one of them. Oh. That was one of the reviews. Um, Yeah. So he meets Michelle, his first client. Yeah. I also Uh, love that. They're like, he walks in the door. They have a like, surprise. And they hand him a piece of cake that he carries around with him. And they're like, oh, you already have a patient waiting for you in your room. What kind of place is this? No orientation. No nothing. Just, hey. Can't even ease in. Can't even ease in. cake. Yeah. Big giant slides too. Like it was a good way. It's huge. It's orange icing. So yeah. I guess Amelia uh-huh. loves it. Yeah. Or Carlita, Carlita loves it. And he just like yeah. when he realizes where his office is and that he has a patient there, he just hands it to Miss Pamela. Hands the cake off. And she looks at the cake like, I don't know. She looks so confused. Yeah, she's like, like, I don't know what to do. What is this? Fucking, I'm just Miss Pamela. It, I may have gone to med yeah, school, I, but I'm just a woman. I don't know things. So he sees Michelle and is instantly. So we learned that in his previous films that he's just really into like teenage girls. Some of the reviews I read about this and they, they say, Oh, so he meets Michelle. And even though she's not as young as he would like, which she's still like 20 years younger than he is, but you know, he's, he's instantly attracted. uh, And she has, Oh yeah. And so Dr. Pamela, says yeah she has sexomnia which he doesn't know anything about he's a cardiologist so he takes her he talks to her he's like let's go on a tour he's like we have something in common this is both our first day here like he's super charming and and disarming but i also want to say that i don't know if sexomnia is necessarily taught in med school but in american med school you go through like all medicine 
So I feel like he would have known that was a He thing. should know. Yeah. He should know. Yeah. yeah. He I acts mean, like he's yeah. never seen a human body before. When he's talking to her in the uh, intake interview, I guess, he has his computer and he pulls up the sexomnia Wikipedia. <laughs> And he says, as you know, sexomnia is when you, it's a sleep disorder where you, once you hit REM sleep, you start doing, you know. And, and he, uh, he, he reads the citation number. This was cited by number six. <laughs> it was real awkward. Yeah. So, um, he, he take he has an attraction to her. They're, they're going to do this, this sleep study that night, um, where she's going to sleep in this room and he's going to observe her. And he tries to isolate her already um, because there's other there's other doctors. There's, there's the other RN, Tyler, who is, is part of the study. And there's this two-way mirror, like an investigation room or interrog- like an interrogation room. <laughs> investigation um, room. Where they are going to watch her sleep. And they hook her up to all these, you know, sensors and stuff. She says, I feel like a sleep octopus or something. I don't know what she says. <laughs> sleep but octopus? Some sort of octopus. And uh, I, I don't remember <laughs> that, but I like it. And uh, yeah, so there he's watching her on the other side of this two sided mirror, and they have all these. Is it a one sided mirror? I'm sorry, one sided mirror. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. yeah, I guess so. No. I mean, what would be a two sided oh. mirror? A one sided mirror is a mirror. Okay. okay. So it's all a two sided right. right. I'll buy that. So you can look in that. one way, but not the other. Yeah. So, like okay. a one way street. But it, oh, it's a two-way mirror. Two-way. Two-sided. Yeah, two two yeah, yeah. There you go. The more way. you know. Yeah. Life one. Yeah. So Dr. Beck slash Tanner is a fucking creep because it's the middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah. She's sleeping. He can tell that she's about to hit REM sleep. And he's like, Tyler, why don't you take the rest of the night off? Go home. Get out of here, Tyler. I got a jacket. Could he tell that she was about to hit REM sleep? Because this is also a guy that when Tyler was putting the the electrodes on her forehead and she was like, doctor, what did these do? And he like, was like, Tyler. And he was like, Oh, they're they're reading your brain waves. And I was like, wait, you couldn't just figure that out because they're electrodes. So you could have just said they're reading waves. Everybody knows that. I don't know if he could tell how close she was to Rem, but I think he could tell that eventually Rem, maybe he had been reading up the Wikipedia a little <laughs> bit. He, he's out of practice. He's out of practice. Yeah. He's been on the but, run. But he, knows, he's he knows she's about to take it off and shake it off, which I think is also yes. a Taylor Swift song. Probably. I, I think it is. is. <laughs> Absolutely. Lizard, Lizard Queen. Oh, so she's like the female Jim Morrison? No. No, she actually writes good songs. Oh, that's harsh. That's really harsh because she, that's how bad yeah. Morrison is. <laughs> fuck him. I'm glad he's dead. So yeah, he, it's fuck him. He, bullshit. Um, I'm glad so, David Bowie's dead. Oh, you, you what? Love that's not even comparable. No, I you know what? Yeah, I don't you, care. you froze, Rachel, and that's David Bowie's ghost freezing you. <laughs> Sorry, David exactly. Bowie. Also, don't have yeah. sex with the underage girls. Just saying. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Hot take. Whoa. I'll have sex with Dead Debbie Bo. We talked about this. Oh, no, we've talked about this at length. Mm-hmm. At girth. Um, yeah. so, <laughs> um, so when do we meet Katie, the niece? Oh, right. So, oh, okay. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So the best. Okay. First of all, Dr. Beck, Dr. Beck, Dr. Tanner. 
Never not in a suit. Never, never in hot in a suit. Always in a suit. Always ill-fitting suit. Did you notice how fitting suit? Oh yeah, yeah. And also, it almost looked like sometimes he had a lip. Okay, so that wasn't just. I think that might have been. That must have been from a previous movie because they zone in on it, like when he first shows. Okay, he's getting out of Land Rover or whatever. So he very conspicuously follows uh, Michelle back to her house because. You know, after yes. she does one night of the sleep study, she's like, "Oh, my niece is with me." Robert Brown. Well, she sees she sees the footage of herself oh, yeah. uh, getting up in the middle of the night, and she goes to the two way mirror. Is that where she puts her her hand on the two way? Oh, is it a one way? Two way. It's a two way. We've decided. Where two, we've she puts her hand on there, and he he puts and Tyler's already gone, so Doctor Beck is just there by himself, and he puts his hand up on the window mirror and says. Oh baby, and he tries to go in, but then Felissa Rose cock blocks him. Doctor Pamela, cock, Miss, cock Miss blocks Pamela, door, and she's like, "Oh, Doctor uh, Tanner, I want to sit in because I you're so wild. Works so much, yeah." Uh. And he's like, "No, uh, no, I have a hard on," and just shuts the door. <laughs> and it's like I work for him like that, right? Um, and and. It's upsetting. Then, and so by the time that he comes back, she's gone back to bed yeah. and he missed his chance and, to fuck a sleeping woman. Yeah. And then like the next day she drives home and he conspicuously follows her in this giant ass black Land Rover and then parks like right in front of her driveway. And then he goes and props himself up at the back door where you can clearly see him very obviously and well, michelle meets up with her niece who's sitting in the kitchen and luckily mm-hmm. neither one of them ever look over their shoulder they apparently have no peripheral vision yeah. well, the whole reason why he follows her home is because while she's sleeping her phone rings and it says katie and her photo pops up and he looks at her looks at it and he's like oh who's that mm-hmm. and then later on i guess the next day when she's watching the footage of herself getting up and and putting her hand on the on the on the thing on the mirror she gets the call again from Katie and she says, Oh, this is my niece, Katie. I have to take it. And she talks to her. She's like, Oh my God, I'm sorry. I'll be right there. I'll see you soon. She says, doctor, I have to leave. That was my niece, Katie. She says it twice. (laughs) She wants to make sure that he knows that that's her, her niece, Katie. And so he had seen the picture of Katie sees that she's basically, I don't know how old she is. She's, she's graduated high school, but probably not that long ago. Um, She's definitely a college age girl teenager yeah she might be early 20s but she's very young and so i think that was his reason to because he's like oh cool michelle's a little too old for me but she's got this young hot niece i'm gonna follow her home and so somehow yeah they have no peripheral vision and they're talking in the kitchen and he you can just see him in the window behind them oh, like, just, like, so clearly down. like so and clearly. he can hear everything they're saying yeah like the windows that was my thing that was it reminded me very much of last week's uh purity falls when i was like when she opened oh, when she yeah. opened the curtain she could hear everything they were saying outside she closed the curtain yeah. everything was muted and I was, heavy yeah. curtains they'll do it every time sound out curtains yeah he was able to hear everything and so we hear about Katie has a similar disorder. Oh, similar but, but different. So, real quick, what's 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 the dis? Do they? Can I say diddle? <laughs> do they masturbate while sleeping? No, like, they, what's the? Oh, oh! Here's the thing. I didn't even. We didn't even talk about this at the very beginning of the movie. The whole reason why Michelle is in the sleep study. This is pretty good. 
it op- the cold open for the movie is her sleeping. We see her get out of bed like a robot. Her like her eyes both yeah. like flash open, but she has like a dead stare straight ahead, and she like very rigidly sits up and then very rigidly yeah. throws both feet on the floor at the exact same time and gets up yeah. in a sexy yet covering negligee. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. finds a wedding reception. I don't know if it's in her neighborhood. And what time does this bitch go to bed on like a weekend right. when there's a wedding reception <laughs> well, just down the street? She's like an interior designer or something. Oh, she was an advertising exec. Advertising exact. So, you know, maybe she had to work on the weekend. I don't know. Sometimes I go to bed at nine. But so she she gets up. She she just walks over to this uh, wedding reception while the bride and groom are are uh, dancing. And she starts just making out with the groom. And the bride starts Whoa. crying and screaming. And all these people are filming it for social media. And the day she's watching it on the YouTube. And her no. boss calls. It was the the like yeah the local news. It was the yeah. local, the local yeah. news. Was like, and then this woman just assaulted this man. They're not pressing charges, and she just like oh, slams her laptop shut because she's so upset. Yeah. And then her boss calls. Oh, oh no! What does she call her boss, Mister So and So? She uses uh. Mister. Like this is a thing people do. I. My my boss is a doctor, and I still call him. Hey, ass hat. I don't. I okay, maybe be fair. Maybe her boss was George Weiner. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She she's on her way to work, and he says, uh, "You know what? The client doesn't want you." And she's like, "But that's my client. I brought this client in." He's like, "Yeah, but you know, you made out with somebody on the news. Yeah, you know, they're not cool." But you're a, you're a sleepy time whore. Yeah. So also one of my favorite teas. Sleepy time whore. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> it puts you to sleep and then makes you fuck. Yeah, I wish. Uh, it, that's just ecstasy and water. <laughs> Ray wishes. Yeah, Ray does wish. <laughs> and a bit of lemon. A bit of lemon. So that's the whole reason why she went to the sleep study. Um, so yeah, so Eric Roberts is listening in through the window discovers so that Katie apparent right in the background like his like he's right there, like, troll. like Katie's yeah. on one side of the table Michelle's on the other side of the table and you can basically just see Eric's floating head as a third person at the table anyway. yeah like I'm always aware if someone's on my yeah, porch yeah, you know what yeah. I mean like, nobody closes their blinds in this movie even when they're sleeping at night everybody's blinds are wide open like Rachel's mom's legs I was going to oh. say, I'll close my blinds because I'm fine with this. But your blinds are closed right now. Uh, well, this is the front row. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Your door is open and it's kind of freaking oh, me out. A, like I that's feel that's like- the closet. <laughs> yeah. That actually really scared me. Don't do that. <laughs> what? If there was like a body just hanging there, you'd feel bad. I, I'm waiting to see like a little <laughs> hand, like a little hand creep out of there. Like, That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. <laughs> oh my God. I would um, feel bad if there was what if what if there was I, a dead person in your closet and you were making fun of them? You'd probably feel pretty bad, right? No, I didn't mean I've that. Already, I spent like you feel bad that there's a dead person in your closet because you'd be scared. Oh, I've already thought about what if we saw one of our murders on this? Like no, you're sitting here talking about like, last week when you got oh, butt no, rape. No, oh, and you got, <laughs> all those times you got butt rape. Butt rape. 
so Katie confides in Michelle, her auntie Michelle, and she and then we get we get the opportunity for some more expository dialogue uh, where Katie is is talking to Michelle. They're making tea, and Eric is listening. And uh, Katie says, "My condition is similar to yours, but it's a little different." And Michelle asks her, when did this all start? And Katie says, oh, around when I graduated high school. And, she, and, and Michelle says, oh, so right after your parents died. So like, many people are always it. dying in these movies. Like, well, it's, They're trying to explain to a psychology like, oh, when something traumatic happens, you might start sleepwalking or you might develop some sort of disorder. It's like, fucking duh. I feel like I, that's common. I was born no. and I didn't develop anything. Yeah, and that was pretty traumatic for Everyone, the entire world. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got that vestigious tail. <laughs> I wish I, I did. I, I actually was convinced that I had one because I have this little nubbin above my my butt, like where the butt Great. started. I asked, no, no. I asked my mom once, I was like, did I have a tail? Because I, I had a boyfriend once who was like, you had a tail because you could just like stick your finger in there. It's like, it, it's this weird little... And yeah, I, just stick your finger in there. I, I asked my mom, I was like... Did I have a tail? And she's like, what? No. You had like a Mongolian spot, but that went away. What's a Mongolian spot? A Mongolian spot is a little discoloring of the, the, mel- the melatonin. No, melanin. Uh, but the melanin in your skin. It usually happens like around the back mm. or the butt. Like if you're, you know, Mediterranean. But why is it called that? Racism. Because- because of racism, um, I, I don't know exactly cool. why. I don't know cool. the origins, but it usually goes away. So, my- well, Mongolia is the origins, it, we're, we're right? <laughs> uh, I, I just don't know the actual um, why and, we're and, so and, racist as Greeks and and entomology entomens entomens. <laughs> I wanted some coffee cake, so <laughs> um, yes, the the entomensology on on the term mm, um, sounds delicious. But apparently, I did have a Mongolian spot once, not a tail. I'm pretty sure I had a tail though, because if you put your finger down, none of us are going to do that. Uh, yeah, um, there's a spot where a tail clearly was once. Um, Gross. Yeah. So I'm disgusting. Um, yeah. 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 We learn that Katie has a similar disorder and we discover that her disorder is that she basically falls into some sort of hypnosis where when she falls asleep, if she, if she starts sleepwalking, she's in a very suggestible state. And she uh, was with her. She has a boyfriend named Leo uh, who has a roommate named something or other. Dean, Like these names are like the worst names ever. Yeah. They're, they're terrible. And so Leo was terrible. Like, ugh. Ugh, he was all lip. Like he, just just one lip. he basically uh, was like, yeah, a pair of lips with legs. Yeah, it was disgusting. Um, so we learn that um, Leo knew about Katie's disorder, and so did Dean, Leo's roommate and I guess close friend. And so she would, whenever she would sleep over, Dean would stay up and wait for her to sleepwalk and then suggest to her, hey, come fuck me. And then maybe we should and then Leo finds her in bed with Dean because of this, <gasps> and then gets pissed off at her and tells her to leave and doesn't get mad at the friend and and Michelle is is listening to this and she's you know she for once somebody in lifetime in a lifetime movie gives good advice she's like Leo's a dick so is his friend don't like fuck them like how are they mad at you this bullshit um so we find out uh, about all this trauma. Uh, horny hypnosis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But of course, this gives Eric Roberts the upper hand uh, in this whole sleep study. Did you, and so did he, you guys just see the closet door move? Because I think I saw the closet door move. No, okay. no. Okay. no. Now I'm really scared mm-hmm. some stuff said that. Sorry. You should just close the door. Why don't you just close the closet door? Just close the door. Because shoes! <laughs> because shoes! It, every time I do that, Amelia is on the other end of the bed and it terrifies him. He gets, oh. No, leave him alone. Oh, that, that but he's my pussy, but... Huh. Isolate that. Isolate that. You got it. When, you I, got it. when I run for office, use that against me. <laughs> You've got so much I'm going to use against you. Oh, I could never run for office. No, none of us could run for office. I mean, I, none of us. But, yeah. I couldn't. No. I couldn't. I don't know. I would own up to my skeletons. Too. Some of them. I'd be like, look, dudes, we're all people. And then but people yeah. never people never want to admit that they are as shitty of as a of a human as you are. Like they always want to be better. So fuck all of you as well. I feel like lots of people pass out drunk in ladies' restrooms. So I, I sure. Yeah. Uh I'm men, gonna men. I'm gonna go okay, pee. You're gonna pee. I'm gonna take a break. Now it's my time. <clears throat> Yo, yo, yo. They call me the versatile Skywalker. We're talking about a movie. It's about a stalker who may or may not be a doctor. Yes, he does a sleep study, but what he's looking for is a fuck buddy. Uh, Lifetime is nutty because (laughs) they like to put in stuff that's slutty. This movie's got Eric Roberts. It's tough to rhyme a word with Roberts, (laughs) but his name is Albert Beck and he's kind of a snack. That's another way to say snake. My name's not Jake. Here's my take on the movie. It's not too groovy. It's kind of creepy. This dude's all about bitches that are sleepy, but he needs thee to go to sleep. See, and that way he can be with them biblically, <laughs> but physically this man's disgusting. He's busting cherries. He's very nasty. When it comes to not being classy, he's sassy. Stephanie is backy from the urination station where she sometimes probably does a little contemplation on her station in life right now is filled with strife, but we're going to be better. I got on a sweater. Where's three go getters talking about lifetime movies, popping cans. It's my fam. We're all about taking a stand against nothing. I don't know. I'm out. I'm done. (laughs) Dude. So good. I heard you when I was in the bathroom because I, (laughs) <laughs> well, I turned my headphones off and it, your your sound was coming through. So you heard all of that? It was so good. Rhyming doctor with something else. It was great. <laughs> oh, stalker. Stalker. Yeah, yeah. Doctor with stalker. I mean, here's a, there's a thing about Eric Roberts. He's kind of a creepy dude. Like, he just gives off a creepy vibe. If I'm going to a sleep study... And it's like, hi, I'm Eric Roberts. It's like, you're not my sleep doctor. But give me someone else. He's not Eric anyone Roberts. else. He's Albert Beck pretending to be right. Mason Tanner. Like he's three right. degrees if, from. If okay, if the person who's my sleep doctor reminds me of Eric Roberts, yeah, I w- I'm like, no, I don't want that. And they're like, 
All right, well, here's this sleep doctor. And you're like, well, that's more like Tom Sizemore. Give me yeah. <laughs> Eric Roberts back. Yeah, I don't know. Who would you take over? You know, time, Tom Sizemore. Time Sogmore. Time Sogmore. Time Sogmore. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rachel, I have a question for you before we get back to the actual story. What word did you utter aloud the most while watching this movie? Or, or did you have one? Because I did. I'm just curious if you did. I wouldn't say there was any word I uttered out loud while watching this movie. It just happened for me. And so I just made a note of it because it was just so what, what was just, it? gross. Mm. I just kept saying gross. No, no, gross. I, gross. I was like, this is fucking crazy. Actually, yeah, no, there was some serious grossness to this. Like there was so like... Gross. There was so uh, definitely some grossness. Um, One thing, and I... So I was taking my jacket off at the same time, and you were like, gross. And I was like, oh. oh no. Oh. oh, no. You're not gross. <laughs> you're fit. I mean, you're okay. Uh, <laughs> no. I can fit into an extra large shirt. What I mean by that. <laughs> um. The one thing that this is going to initially sound kind of superficial, maybe, but uh, one thing that I noticed about Eric Roberts was that his hands were very gnarled from, I'm assuming, arthritis. Yeah. And that maybe. really was creepy. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe that was just some really fine acting by him. I, I don't know. Well, it was, it was strange how whenever he does arrive at the hospital and that he walks in and they're like, surprise, here's an orange cake. Um, Felissa Rose, uh, Dr. Pamela, reaches out to him. She's like, I've been following your career. And he does, he kind of brings his hands out, like, like both hands. To, like, that's not how you greet somebody. Oh, yes. Like, I you, know what you're talking about. Yeah. He lifts both you know? hands. Like he's going to yeah, play that clap game where he was like going to be the top hands. And oh. then, yeah. Then she was going to have to try to flap his hands. He's going to have to draw back. She just yeah. goes with it. Bless yeah. her heart. But yeah. So speaking of Pamela though, she, she seems to, there's always at least one character who kind of seems to get it, figuring it out. And and this one, we have two, we've got Michelle. Michelle does, but, but I would like to talk about quote unquote, Dr. Pam, Mrs. Pam, whatever Newman Newman was her last name. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, hello Newman. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So there's one night that, uh, Dr. Becker or Dr. Beck slash, uh, Dr. Tanner. I like Becker because that's basically Beck and Tanner. Isn't, wasn't that also, uh, wasn't that also one of, uh, Ted Danson? Yeah. But, uh, he convinces Michelle that she needs to go in for a sleep study, but he's like, Oh, I, I, I can't be there that night. Like I'm super busy. Um, I've got other yeah. obligations, which is a night that he's going over to, uh, Michelle's house to try to seduce Katie while she's under hip quote unquote hypnosis, sleepwalking, whatever. But my favorite part of that scene was that Dr. Newman runs this sleep study center like she is the despite the fact that they call her miss or pamela half the time right she definitely runs the show and so she's in the booth watching michelle and this night michelle's like (coughs) bless you gotta get the corona out um so (laughs) she so michelle or and not michelle michelle uh dr newman is in the the booth watching michelle sleep 
and Michelle's obviously very agitated this night. And instead of like when she wakes up, instead of becoming sexually aroused, she walks up to the two-way mirror and starts pounding on it. Dr. Newman freaks the fuck out. It was like, oh my God, what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? And so, of course, she... You're a doctor in a sleep study. You run the show. (laughs) Yeah, like... Yeah. That's why they... If anyone knows what to do, it's you. So she (laughs) runs into the room to try... And and then she's like reasoning with her. She's like, okay, Michelle, I just need you to calm down and get back in the bed. Get back in the bed. And of course, Michelle's like on a murder sleep rampage. And like she's on a sexual rampage. I wasn't, I wasn't really sure what was. Her. Yeah, she does. She puts her against the wall, but it looked it looked extremely aggressive. And then it looked like she was going to hurt her, but instead she just starts rubbing her head with her hand, like in a very aggressive manner. And Doctor Newman's like, oh, I don't know what to do. And then Tyler runs in to save the day. The guy who nobody knows what his actual title is runs in, and then he's like, Michelle. something and he's like michelle he's the best looking guy oh yeah he was a good looking guy but he was like michelle i need you to to back off i need you to slow down and get back into bed and then michelle just like recedes into bed like she's some kind of weird lake monster going back into the lake um yeah yeah she could be she could be controlled yeah and i was like oh wait the sleeve doctor who runs the show here couldn't figure out how to control her and freaks the fuck out and is terrified but the guy who like wears scrubs knows what's going on that's yeah and that is not a slam at nurses no that and that was not a slam at nurses because if he's a nurse no nurses always know what's going on but i mean like he was always he was like subordinate to her and he could control the situation and the doctor who's like hiring other doctors couldn't figure this shit yeah. out yeah yeah that's disappointing you're right yeah no i was looking up uh, i forgot what the characters uh well who plays who plays tyler because um he has the last name chan and i was like oh is he related to uh is it paul michael chan oh mm-hmm. the lawyer boy he, no, it's, he's not yeah, yeah, he's nice, Stephen Chan. But uh, I was very taken with him. I thought he was I, very good looking. I feel like there's probably yeah. literally close to one billion Chans on the planet. Yeah, I think that's like the Smith. Uh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he's a good looking guy. Yeah, very good looking. Especially in that leather jacket and black what, tie. What's his name again? Uh, Stephen Chan. Stephen Chan. Yeah. Email us at lifewinepodcast.gmail.com. Ask Stephan on a date. I just Please. Call you Stephan in. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's fine. It doesn't matter because he won't, it, it's not going to happen. You don't know? Uh, he might. He might. He's on, if he's on Twitter. If he does, it's not going to happen because it's fucking COVID. Leave me, leave me alone. But you can, you can email me. Uh, he's a nurse, so I think he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Nurse or a oh. sleep tech or. He might have been a doctor for all I know. Yeah, so we have a situation where um, Eric Roberts is controlling. Oh, so he he fake meet cutes Katie. He stalk he stalks Katie. Oh yeah, and, the burger joint. Oh, and he does the same thing as Bad of the Boat yes! last week with the ice cream. Yeah, yeah. This, this so this reminds me. So remember I told you my friend Allie and I used to play Barbies every time. 
the Barbie met Ken or wanted to meet Ken or Ken wanted to meet Barbie. They, they always had different names. One would trip over the other and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I tripped over you. Let me buy you dinner to make up for this. And then they'd start dating like that because that's how life is. So it mm-hmm. reminds me of that. That's why last week when, you know, Christy Swanson, uh, she accidentally throws the ice cream on Baywatch guy. And then, yeah. And then t- this it, with this movie... Uh, Eric Roberts is carrying his burger and accidentally runs into Katie and they start talking and I forget how he just gets, Oh, she says, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Let me, you know, let me buy you something else. And he's like, no, I mean, if it would alleviate your guilt, you could sit with me. And she says, okay. Uh, yeah. Just so creepy. Well, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. so creepy. Okay. Like, okay. And they start talking and they discover that they're both new to town. And then, you know, she somehow finds out that he works at this sleep. Oh, school. he puts his badge up on the table. Sleep. School. Oh, by accident. Sleep. School. Yeah. Like, that's where you get to learn how to sleep. I mean, I kind of went to sleep school. I slept a lot at school. I have not slept at all in my life, so I need to go to sleep. I've school. never slept once in any class in all my time. Get the fuck out of here. Nope. No, that's, that's categorically no. impossible. I, how do you sleep? How do you sleep when something's going on around you like that? Second of all, if you did sleep. What? I've slept in almost every class I've ever been in, including classes I took in the Air Force. Wow. That's great. I'm glad you're up there defending our skies. Yep. He looks like he's no, drunk. Like it. <laughs> Very drunk. <laughs> I never sleep. Uh, so, I don't know. Where are we? Um <laughs> I can't read Eric Roberts is a creep. Eric Roberts is a creep. Um, Yes. So he's, oh, right. So he meets Katie on purpose by accident, accidentally meets Katie on purpose. And and she, you know, and what's interesting about this movie is that these characters that he's preying upon are actually not stupid. They kind of pick up on it fairly. Like Katie picks up on it a little bit later in the game, but Michelle kind of sees it. Yeah, but Katie's also, like, max 22. And, you know, like, you're very differential to to doctors and stuff. Like, so the fact, I actually thought that they, they, I mean, like, the fact that Michelle was just like, I don't know, this doctor seems a little wackadoodle to me. And then, like, kind of, and then she's like, you just coincidentally ran into my niece at a restaurant? Like, that doesn't seem right. No. But there was this moment, I think, also that tipped Michelle off. When Michelle's like leaving the sleep study the next morning after, you know, Dr. What's-His-Face goes over to uh, their house and tries to seduce Katie. And the next morning, like, he's like, he does a fantastic job of looking like really lecherous, like really creepy. He does. And we also need to mention Nikki Bismar. Oh, Yeah. Uh, so suddenly, Doctor Albert—I almost keep saying Albert Brooks. Doctor, I wish, I wish this was Albert Brooks and not Eric Roberts. It would be so much better if it was Albert Albert Brooks. Brooks. Oh, I knew she was going to ask that. (laughs) Could just go watch Modern Romance. It's the just. Petey, it's a great guy, Petey. If you were a guy, you'd love him. Or if he were a bird, he'd love you. He's one of the best comedic actors in the world. Um, Rachel doesn't care. Um, hey, so all I know is I've seen David Hyde Pierce act, so go fuck yourself. 
David Hyde Pierce, one of the most. <laughs> yeah, the most no, no, I know who I know who yeah, he, he is. is but did you see it? He's no Did you see it? Are you talking about Frasier, or did you see him in like Shakespeare in the Park? Was he in Shakespeare <laughs> in the Park? I don't think I I've assume. seen that one yet. Is that out? Is that out now on DVD? That's coming out in <laughs> August. It's in August. Okay, I'll look for it. Shakespeare in the Park. I'm writing it down. Yes. Shakespeare. It. It's like it's like Shakespeare in Love, except Shakespeare is a gay man yeah. going into a park at night to get a hand job from another gay well, that man. Would be at David pa- uh, David Hyde Pierce's alley. <laughs> it would be David Hyde yeah. Pierce. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. So we, did, we did it. We did it. We did it. <laughs> Took a lot of work, guys, but we Mission accomplished. George Bush, George W. Bush just like drops a flag. Mission accomplished. Just like, yeah. Boom. <laughs> Mission accomplished. We did it, guys. Finally. Um, I don't know where we. Okay. So, uh, yes, Albert Brooks is a doctor. <laughs> he's terrible and he's creepy. So, um, he insinuates his way in. He wants... Oh, oh, okay. Can we talk about how Dr. Albert Roberts frames Katie for murder of her boyfriend? What? What? So, wait. So, wait, wait, wait. He kills Leo. No, he doesn't. He does. Well, he does. Wait. But he, he, how does he frame her for murder if... He didn't matter the most foul. So she's sleepwalking like she do. And he takes her cell phone and texts Leo. Leo's her boyfriend who at, um, you know, they almost split up, but then. Oh, cause she her. fucked Dean. Yeah. yeah. And, he, and then Dr. Roberts has this like sexual fantasy about her. Who after taking her Dr. Roberts. Dr. Roberts. You know, go with it. All right. Yes, and go with it. Yes, and that shit. I mean, you know who I'm talking about when I say Dr. Roberts. Right? Yeah, I do. Thank you. So he Leo is obviously in the way. Leo and Katie get back together, and that's a problem for Eric Roberts. Um, he takes her home from dinner. He has this fantasy about her say it, we have we never you never really know what the difference is between reality and what's going on in a Beck's mind um so he's taking her home from dinner because her car dies because doesn't he fuck with her car I don't know I yeah. just assume so uh I don't think they explicitly show it but yeah I think so. yeah or it's just a, a coincidence but he's like I'll take you home and in the car at one point, she's like, I opened up to you like I've never opened up to anybody before. And she starts touching out with them. And then you realize, oh, it's another fantasy. Wow. Oh. Um, and Leo shows up and he's like, I'm sorry. And then they get back together. And this is a really disturbing scene because Eric Roberts says, can I use your bathroom real quick? And she's like, yeah, of course. So he goes inside. Oh, yeah, and this, this is a great yes. scene. It's like the soap dish and the and some other thing, a uh, drinking glass, and he's like, "Oh, fuck me, Leo!" Like, yeah, he he's pretending out. that Katie is like the soap pump, and then like yeah. all these other inanimate objects in the bathroom are like fucking her, and she's like, and then he gets, uh, yeah, the 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 drinking glass, like I'm assuming what you wash your mouth out with after brushing your teeth, and he's like banging them together and she and he's like oh harder 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 and then just like shatters the glass he's saying yeah. this out loud yeah, yeah, yeah. so loud he's on the second floor but like downstairs leo has showed up 
And Katie's like, I'm so glad you're here. And she says it like 18 fucking times. She's like, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you showed up. I'm so glad you forgive me. I'm so glad you're here. And and Dr. Roberts is not happy about this. And he makes the glass fuck the soap until it breaks. Um, He's disturbed. So Nikki Bismar. Nikki Bismar shows up. And I'm not going to spoil it. Wait, 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 wait. Nikki Bismar? It's Bismarck. That's such... He is... That's so good. He's a mix between Paul Reiser and um, Billy Chenoweth from Six Feet Under. I forgot the actor's name, but the uh, Rachel Chenoweth's brother. Um, but he shows up as a patient of um, Dr. Roberts, Dr. Beck, Dr. Tanner. And there's something really weird about him, how he is obviously uh, an extension already, like we know this, of Dr. Beck. And he comes in, he's like, "You have an, I have an appointment with you, um, I have an attraction to younger girls, the younger the better, um, and clearly... Beck has like this association with this and yeah, Nikki totally creeps him out. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you clearly know uh, who I am and it freaks him out. So it all comes to a head. Well, you didn't at- talk about like the wacky camera angles with Nikki Bismarck either. It almost, again, got into kind of a fear and loathing Las Vegas thing. Like there were these ah. random like close ups, but it was like at, odd degrees of angles uh so Mm -hmm. it kind of made it a very um like fever dream kind of like not i mean it was very clear and vivid and crisp as far as the visuals but it was really like the 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 angle could kind of make you a little panicky and like quick Mm -hmm. movements and i mean not definitely definitely not nearly as bad as uh fear and loathing but i think i probably made that association because the disassociated personality of Dr. Beck, like his laid back. Oh, you're, this is going to get you in trouble. Like I'm enjoying yeah. your, like your plight. Um, yeah. Very much was like Johnny Depp in fear and loathing. Like, yeah. Good point. I didn't even think about that. Bahamas shirt. Yeah. Red tinted sunglasses always had a, what did he call it? blue Hawaiian? It was a blue Hawaiian drink in his hand. Uh, a straw fedora on and just always like in a very laid back relaxed position laughing at him laid back back yeah that's actually the character's name and yeah he shows up constantly and so nikki keeps showing up and um he's like my name's nikki basemar and he says something about how um names uh what's in a name you know, what's well, her name? Yeah, like what's the that? doctor keeps going, like, what's your name? What, what, who are you? What does it mean? And he's like, do I really have to spell it out for you, doctor? Oh, yeah, you have to spell it out. Yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, it kind of comes to this fever pitch where he keeps trying to, like, take advantage of these, uh, of Michelle and Katie, like, while they're going into their different their fugue states and um party back laid back back keeps showing up and then nikki keeps showing up in the hospital and it's like is he a is he an actual patient or is he maybe a figment of beck's imagination yeah i start watching that too and then well then there's a scene where nikki bismarck bismarck shows up again and um 
is telling him like I finally did this time, blah blah blah, and like really scares uh, Doctor Beck and Doctor or Doctor Beck, but Tanner, Tanner. yeah. And like he goes, he goes running from his office, and that's when he's like, Pamela, Pamela. And that's when I'm like, I'm not sure. Like, (laughs) sorry, choking, not COVID. I was like, hashtag choking, not COVID. Yep. Um, Like, I was like, is she a doctor? Is she like, what? Because she's always wearing a white coat. I don't know what this woman is. They're all wearing white coats. But but Tyler wasn't. He was in blue scrubs. He was blue scrubbing. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I thought he was an RN, but yeah. They, they were, well, the thing is lifetime. They're like, we need to clearly identify the doctors with white coats, even though I've never met a doctor that actually wears a white coat whenever I've visited them. These oh, are the well, not in, not in cl- uh, clubs. <laughs> Clinics. Not in clubs. No, but in no. hospitals, they always wear white coats. So Dr. Beck frames Katie for murdering Leo by texting Leo while she's sleeping and he, he takes advantage of her. He takes her phone, texts Leo, like, hey, come meet me at this parking garage, which is weird. Um, and then they're at, he shows up, and they're at the top of the stairs. And then while she's in her fugue state, he pushes Leo down the stairs, and he just he dies. Um, and then... I always he, love in these movies how little it takes to murder somebody. They give you, like, the worst look, and then they're like... <laughs> and then I just fall over dead and I'm like they just exactly. gave you a dirty look how are you how are you dead exactly it's it's yeah he falls down like three stairs and he's just like <laughs> and he's, he's like seizing at the bottom and there's like blood oh, coming out so of his ankle. he's like blood coming out of his ankles and I'm like how are the ankles bleeding and then but then but then the doctor does do the worst thing one of the worst ways to murder another human being, which is not curb check because there was no curb there, but takes his big ass foot and just smashes his skull in. Oh, it does. Oh, wow. Yeah. He stomps him to death. Holy shit. I don't know if you guys remember American History X. I never saw it. You've never seen it? Oh my God. The worst scene. The most painful scene of any. Put your mouth oh, on the curb. God. Oh, I can't even think about it. And the poor motherfucker. Uh, and you're like, Ed Norton, you're a good guy. Why are you doing this, Norton? He's a good actor. He's a fantastic uh, fucking actor. He's one of the best actors of our generation. Ed Norton, email, email us. Email us. Um, so Beck kills Leo. And frames, frames Katie. The cops see the text and they're like, oh, you lured him out to this parking garage. Oh, shit. Yeah. So the cops think that this little girl stomped this dude to death? Because her texts say, come meet me at this garage. Right. But if I'm a cop, I'm like, all right, the texts say this. But then I go, then I I know. (laughs) But I go and look and it's like. This isn't Some even a lady's foot that stomped stomp this guy. guy's head. Right, exactly. It's like, right. oh, and man. What's so weird, that's what's so weird about it, that he does that. Because it's like, he would have died eventually. You didn't need to put your fucking shoe print on there. 
Well, you you need to make sure if you're killing someone, you got to make sure they're dead. Make sure they're dead because there's that small chance that they're not but dead, and the then they're gonna be like the way you kill them has to be with her shoe. You got to take her shoe and or you have to force it. your man foot into her tiny shoe, yeah, or just take your hand and take the shoe. Ooh, that sounds that sounds like that could be erotic for Doctor Beck though. <gasps> Cause he seems like he'll do some weird stuff to get a, to get a heart well, on. And I think putting, forcing his foot into a lady's shoe and stomping a man to death right could be like, Ooh, up his alley. I want to, speaking of weird things, um, I want yeah. to, I think that there should be a tremendous amount of art that comes out of this whole pandemic. And I think one of those stories needs to be a movie about a, a woman who lives alone during the COVID pandemic and discovers about three weeks in that a man is living under her bed without her knowing. Oh no. Yes. Yes. I'm going to look under every bed tonight. Yeah. How many beds do you have? Two, <laughs> two beds in the house. So it won't take There's long. two. So he gets Michelle, con- uh, I almost said convicted, committed to get, um, Electric, uh, electric. Yeah, let's talk about. <laughs> I'm gonna get electric. Like, Woo! Like, so somehow he owes, opens up a portal to like 1922 Siberia mental institution. Like, yeah, this is not and has Michelle committed. Yeah, this is not something that exists in modern day America. Like they still do. If I, I, I may be mistaken, but they actually still own. Oh, they still do yes. electric shock. Yeah. yeah, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the the dingy, uh, gross, like she's oh, yeah. strapped down in every which way to the bed, right. and there's like a decrepit sink on the wall and, with like no faucet, no handles. Yet there's water stain marks all over it, and and we have Geraldo comes and yeah. exposes well, it. Steve Buscemi, who works there, uh, as one of the the attendants. It's not really him it's like uh it's like oh a, okay i was like no shit no it, i wish <laughs> so there's there's an attendant uh there's these two attendants and they're like oh she you know so michelle's in this insane asylum like strapped to shit and she knows that eric roberts has put her there because he shows up and he's just like gloating in her you know um strapped down face I, yeah exactly and these two attendants are like, oh, you know what? You hear that she just fucks anybody once she falls asleep. He's like, at lunch, let's go get a six pack and then we'll go fuck her. <laughs> like, let's go get a six. Jesus let's go get a Christ. six pack and hide. And then after lights out, we'll fuck her. What? Also, how gross are you and desperate are you that you and your like work buddy are like, let's fuck this bitch together. Yeah. Gross. It's like, let's go watch porn together. Yes, exactly. That was basically it. But drink for playing along because yeah, because they they were playing along. Yeah. Well, no, she was she was playing along. That's what I meant by were. Oh, I'm sorry. Grow up semantics. Uh, but yeah, which I could you could tell. I was like, come on, this is this is a given. That they walk in and she's and she's like untie me first and they're like oh yeah they, they, it's ridiculous like how susceptible they are to just like oh my god this is great they just like, freak have out you, have and you then, ever met men who work in a, a sane asylum they're like they're like that yeah no 
Um, Most men will never untie me when I ask. They, re- <laughs> they, they release her and then she like kicks one of the balls or something. I forget exactly. She steals his clothes, his like white scrubs and sort of, and then runs off and she runs like, she's just like frolicking. Like she just kind of like skirts off. <laughs> like at the end of little house on the prairie. Yeah, exactly. Like- <laughs> or while they're running down. <laughs> I didn't notice that, but one of my favorite parts of it was that um, I can't remember if it was one of the orderlies like jumps out of nowhere and she beats the shit out of him again. Um, but she has his keys and she runs out to the parking lot and goes, boop, boop, you know, with this like his key. Yeah, and there's one, yeah. there's one car in the parking lot. Oh, I didn't catch that. Oh no! Like there's one. She like didn't need to actually check. Yeah, yeah she didn't was. need to check. There's one car there, uh, awesome. and it's one of those. What if it didn't go oh, off? Yeah, what if she's like, it's not. So Rachel, remind me, how does she get out of this? And then she takes the one car. Yeah, but where does she go? Home. <laughs> okay, she, but, I mean, she just leaves the oh, mental no, 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 institution no, no, no. and goes. Sorry, home. she doesn't go home. She goes over to Doctor Tanner's house because remember, Katie. Katie now is like completely abandoned. Leo's dead. Her parents are dead. Her aunt is a murderess who, and now like she has nowhere to go. So she's like, I'm just gonna go back to L.A. And he was like, As your doctor, I don't advise that. And he was Thank like, you. Perk, I got a big ass house. Plus a guest yeah, house. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, you, you have a guest, you can stay in the guest house, come and go as you please. Hey, I'll even cook you dinner tonight. Yeah. And then she, so Katie walks into the doctor's house and there's fake candles lit everywhere. And here's yeah. a sign, bitches, ladies. Uh, if he's got fake <laughs> candles lit everywhere, you get the fuck out because he's a fake mofo. It- if he has real candles lit everywhere, get the fuck out. Cause he's a creep. Because yeah. It's also a burn. Burn scare. Burn, a burn scare. Unless he has a lot of marshmallows. With s'mores. Or, every- yeah, and a dead no, body. You, you don't roast s'mores over because they're a scented candle. Oh, no, so a, crema- the- a crematorium That's is true. fine with you. But small, yeah, because you get all candles. that you get all that fat cracklings off the old yeah. people that are burning. Yeah, fat yeah you get that saturation. Uh, mm. Extra. Mm. Uh, it makes it drippy. Yeah, so he, she walks in, got all these fat, fat, fat candles, fake candles burning all over the place. They have like, yeah, they have like dinner, and she's like, "This is super weird." But well, she's she's okay with it up until he's she's like kind of okay with it, but she's, she's also a little like, hesitant. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, and then like he obviously makes it like, "Oh, hey, I'm into you," and she's like, "Whoa!" Yeah, I he's be like, here. "You mean not to me?" And it's like, "That's weird because I'm." half your age and not even like i'm actually like a quarter your age so yeah she's 14 yeah yeah Yeah. well she's probably 20 and he's like 60 so third i like 39 percent. you're right 39 percent. yeah which is how erect you are right now it all comes back to the three nine it does um we forgot to talk about how he kills Miss Pamela. Oh, oh yeah, wow. The, the Dr. Miss Lady, the the one who never had an actual name or a title. Yeah, so she first confronts Dr. well, Beck about how, "Oh, I talked to Michelle and she says that you had 
dinner with her niece and he's like, oh, I just ran into her. And she starts getting really suspicious. And she says, well, I heard that you are going to, you scheduled another sleep session with her for tonight. I want to be there. I need to be present. And Beck is like, not cool with that. And he freaks out and, and she starts to kind of pick up that he's really weird. Because he immediately is like, oh, no, I don't want you there. I work alone. And that makes Pamela, Ms. Pamela, sorry, um, yeah. very suspicious. And that's don't when disrespect he- her. She went to four years of med school. Exactly. Um, and that's when she calls Dr. Trotter, who works at Dr. Tanner's former institute, uh, Orson Welles, the guy that Beck murdered, who had, there's no photos of him online. And Pamela's like, do you have any photos of him? And that's where she finds out that he has an injury to his left shoulder because he was shot once, which is why he doesn't have social media because a patient stalked him and shot him in the shoulder and he's still very sensitive. And so she tests that that night. Um, Mm -hmm. Michelle and Beck are watching Katie sleep and Pamela walks in and just like grabs his shoulder. And he first, he takes it as something sexual, but she's just testing to see if he has any pain in it. Shoulder pain. Doesn't even respond. Yeah. So this is when um, she's talking on the phone to Trotter because he calls her back and he's like, I sent you a photo and it's Orson Welles. And she's (laughs) like, oh, that's not him. Um, But Beck is in the hallway and he hears he overhears her talking to this doctor and he's like oh so he puts a sleeping drink in Michelle's coffee and then um takes a knife and stabs Pamela in the back Ah! uh yeah and then he grabs the butcher knife and as she's dying as he stabs it into Pamela's back he goes it's Albert Allen Albert Beck, Albert Beck. Yeah. Um, And he says it like, he stretches it out. He's like, I'm Dr. Albert Beck. Yeah. (laughs) I like, and I mean, I was gathering because I know this was the fourth in the series. So uh, his notoriety probably would have been explained had we watched him in order. Yeah. But you get hints all through the movie that people, he looks familiar. There's a couple of people who are like, haven't I seen you somewhere before? Or haven't I seen you on TV? And <laughs> so obviously, wanted. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so obviously he's very infamous. And so I'm like, it's this moment of like him being like, yeah, you were right about me all along. I'm notorious. Yeah. It's too late. You're dead. And yeah. nothing <laughs> ever happens. No one ever finds Pamela's body. No, nothing happens. Like no, it doesn't they, matter. They rolled, her, they rolled her out. There was a no. scene where they rolled her out on a stretcher. Oh, right. Cause he's, he's nursing his head. He's got the ice. He got hit oh. on the head. He quote unquote got hit on the head. That's right. Yeah. 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 Which he, he yeah, hit himself, he drives his head into the yeah. wall. Yeah. Because he he frames Michelle for it. So he gives her the right. nighty night drink. Then she passes out. He I don't think meant to kill Pamela, but he murders her and then realizes he can totally frame Michelle for yeah. it. And so he slams his head into the wall over and over again and then like puts the knife in her hand. Was like, nobody will ever figure this one out. Yeah. Um uh, Oh, yeah. That's why she's taken away. She's taken away to the institution. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Then Beck finds out that Nikki Bismarck is fake, which we knew all along. I don't know why he couldn't couldn't figure this out. Oh, it's another hallucination? Yeah, exactly. Um, Because Nikki keeps showing up and he's like, come on, Doc, what's in a name? I got to spell it out for you. And that's when he figures out it's an anagram for my 
my sick brain. Yeah, and it turns out that Nikki Bismar is the the devil to the angel, right. and the angel is the guy who's dressed like uh, Johnny Depp from Fear and Loathing, and right. always drinking a blue Hawaiian. Yeah, uh, because that makes sense. Those those tend to be angels, and so which I didn't understand why one disassociative personality looked exactly like him, talked exactly like him, was just kind of more the like, oh, you're a dumbass, like this is a bad idea, you're going to get yourself in trouble, but I'm enjoying mm-hmm. watching it. And right. then the 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 demon side was. Why isn't it just two sides of the same coin? Is that a, is that a thing? Does that make sense? I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, luckily I've never been a dissociative identity disorder sufferer um, supp- that I know of. Um, <laughs> it's it's certainly possible, um, <laughs> but I can imagine. I, I guess that these um, these I, these personalities can kind of splinter off into all sorts of things, different ages, different sexes, even. Um, so, you know, I, I guess I'm, I'm willing to forgive that, but it is odd. Um, you know, it was almost like the, the, the people who wrote the movie are like, obviously Nick, Nikki Bismar is a whole new character to this personality. So I'm wondering what made this personality appear because right. this is the fourth movie. Um, this yeah. guy's in his fifties, sixties. Uh, you know, at this point, you know, he's had at least one personality that we know of. Um, why did Nikki show up? What was he trying to process in his, in his mind, um, with this other personality? Did you ever get like a, like a curb your enthusiasm, Phil, in the sense that like, you know how Larry (laughs) David never wants to be a bad guy, but he always keeps getting misunderstood. And like Dr. Albert Bett kept like explaining (laughs) to his other personality, like, no, I'm a good guy. I just, I'm just being misunderstood. I'm just really trying. And I was like. This is like the poorly written, darker version <laughs> of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, I never um, thought of it that way. I like it. I just—I literally just thought of that. And I think it was because I've heard about Larry David so many times today. People oh, keep talking really? about him. I don't know why. I think he's going to come into my life. Isn't it like oh. if you hear about something three times, it's a, it manifests like in front of you? magically um no <laughs> unfortunately not um but if you do run into him send him my way please. <laughs> um so at this point which we talked about earlier michelle breaks out of the insane asylum after these two guys trying to bone her um she steals the car and she drives over to beck's oh, yeah. Dr. Beck's house where he's having, so Katie's asleep on the couch. He's having this, um, three-way discussion. She's not not asleep. He knocks her out, right? Right, right. He he knocks her her out. Yeah. He hits her in the head and she's passed out on the couch. He's just waiting for her to wake up and start sleepwalking and be suggested, be suggestible. I, I, I was wondering about that too. Like if you get knocked out, is it the same? Can you still, can you still sleepwalk? Is that, I don't know how this works. So I, I, he, you know what, Rachel, he's the doctor, not us. But, so it's true, but he is a cardiologist. So I don't really feel like <laughs> oh, he knows that yes. much. Yeah. So he was like t- testing her heart the entire time while she was, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so Michelle drives over to Beck's where Katie is and Beck is arguing with his two personalities. And, um, this is when Nikki Bismar is like, Oh, you've two, I have two dogs in my head and which one survives the one I feed the most or something like that. And that's when Michelle saying some, some weird thing that nobody's ever heard of. And then Michelle tries to hit him in the head, but Nikki gives him the heads up. He's like, look out. And so Michelle tries to hit him in the head and there's this like, 
this is where like the whole climax of the movie is where Katie is in her suggestible state and um, Pat Beck is like, Oh, you need to stab your stab Michelle. And there's this, this like standoff where Michelle is like, no, you don't, you aren't like this. And, but then of course Katie figures it out and she wakes up and she stabs Dr. Roberts and he ends up in an insane asylum. And this is very much like the end of uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest where McMurphy is getting his, his treatments and, um, but it doesn't know. end. Eric Roberts will be Dr. Beck forever. So technically yeah, so. there is no ending. He is going to continue to stalk patients for eternity. I'm yeah. interested in this film. I'm, I, I'm not watch this. I mean, I want to see where this you goes should. from here. So that's about it. What's what's great though is that at the end where um Michelle and Katie are um extracted from the house after Dr. Roberts is taken to the insane asylum, this cop, he's like, "That was Dr. Beck. We've been looking for him." And I'm like, "Yeah, but you still have no fucking idea what he looks like cuz you questioned him like 25 minutes ago after Dr. Pamela was stabbed in the back." It's dumb. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were I, I sorry. I was expecting you to say that the at the very end when uh, Katie and Michelle are sitting on the back of the ambulance, and the detective is like, "You guys are going to need a lot oh. of therapy." Yeah. And walks it's off, like, and I was yeah. like, "That is the most realistic moment of a movie I've ever seen because those bitches are going to need a lot of fucking therapy after that." And then Katie's like, "I could use some sleep after this," and then Michelle's like, "Yeah, me too." <laughs> So the moral of the story is don't pretend to be a doctor. You're not. Uh, Or if you do, don't get caught or don't kill anybody. Just don't kill anybody. I mean, that seems to be the, the the moral of the game. Don't kill anybody. You know what I, what I took away is, Hey, if you're a female, don't even bother going to doctor school because they're still going to call you (laughs) miss afterwards. So Uh, it's true. That's true. Um, so yeah, that's uh that's stalked by my doctor for a sleepwalker's nightmare. Um follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Lifeline Podcast. We're on Patreon, but uh don't worry about that right now. Nobody has any money, so we're not gonna try to promote that. Um and then what else? Oh, best thing you can do is go to Apple Podcasts, leave us uh, a review. Um, give us five stars too as well but um the review if you just put some words in a box that will help us get some exposure uh email us at lifewinepodcast at gmail.com uh and that doesn't help us in the charts we just we'd love to hear from you and uh stay safe we love you stay safe guys we love you we're okay butt but chug immediately butt chug whatever but chug. even if it's soap Hashtag butt chug. Butt chug liquid soap. (laughs) He's my pussy.